Oh, thank you, Sue. Thank you very much, and thanks to all of you for tuning in this night. I know that on these uh, beautiful nights like this, it's a good night to have a barbecue or go for a walk. Uh, but tonight we're going to talk about modifying your home to make it most stimulating to stimulate the development of your child's vision. And in our last lecture, we actually talked about the basis of vision stimulation. For some of you who might not have been able to attend or hear that, uh, these seminars are actually recorded on a podcast. So from your computer or you could download it to your iPod or whatever type of listening device, you could download these either from the Braille Institute website at uh, www.brailleinstitute.org. You could also go to my website, which is www.drbillfoundation.org. And also, uh, they are recorded by Errors LA, which is the audio internet reading service in Los Angeles at www.errorsla.org. And at Errors LA, you'll find uh, just probably the largest selection of podcasts that are designed for people with vision impairment. So, uh, in the past, what we had talked about was this whole concept of vision being a learned and a developed skill. And this whole concept really originated from some of the Nobel Prize winning works of David U- uh, Weasel and uh, David Hubel and uh, Thorson Weasel. And with Hubel and Weasel's work, basically, they actually raise kittens in different environments. In some kittens, they raise them in an environment that had a lot of pattern stimulation. Other kittens, they raised them in a room that only had white walls. And other kittens, they literally sutured their eyes shut so they didn't get any kind of stimulation. And what they found was that those kittens that had their eyes sutured shut and those kittens who were raised in a completely white environment, those kittens did not develop vision. And from these studies, we learned that in order for vision to develop, the child or the animal must be brought up in a visually stimulated environment. In other words, if we only have one color, that kitten or that human being won't be able to develop the vision to be able to see other colors or to see stripes or the shapes. So as a result, it's very, very important that the environment that your child is in is going to be stimulating to help to develop that level of vision. The other thing that we do know about this, too, is that without the proper type of visual stimulation, we know that it's also going to affect the development of other aspects, motor development, language development, cognitive development. All of these types of developmental skills are directly affected by the environment that one is brought up in. When I was in private practice before I lost my sight, one of the things that I found really to exemplify this situation of stimulation was the fact that I used to do a lot of volunteer work examining Romanian orphans who were adopted by American families. And this was in the late 80s and early 90s. And what was very interesting was that these children had perfectly healthy eyes, but every aspect of their development was delayed. And these were children who basically were just left in cribs all day long, and they didn't get experience. They didn't get stimulation. But after receiving stimulation, they actually developed, and they caught up, and many of them actually surpassed their expected levels of academic and also cognitive and athletic achievement.
So tonight we're going to talk about what are some of the ways that for a young infant that you can modify your home to maximize the development of vision. Well, the first thing is that we do know that the primary basis of vision, it involves light. In other words, if we keep an infant in a darkened room that has no lights in there, it'll be similar to a kitten who has its eyes sutured shut. There will not be any kind of stimulation, and as a result, the brain will not develop. So we do know that we do need to have higher levels of illumination for most children. When you have your child's eyes examined by the eye doctor, you want to ask the doctor, what would be the best type of illumination? Now, most children who have vision impairment will do better under brighter illumination, but there are some conditions, such as a child who is born with albinism, where they don't have color to their eyes, hair, or skin, these kids might do better in subdued illumination. But overall, for the child who has neurological vision impairment, cortical vision impairment, retinopathy of prematurity, glaucoma, all of these types of kids are going to do better with more illumination. Now, the easiest way that you could modify the home to increase the illumination is to actually find a place in your room that's going to have the brightest illumination. For example, most kids are usually sleeping during the night, so if you're going to use vision stimulation, you might consider taking your baby into the front room or into the den or near a part of the house in the morning that's going to get the most sunlight, and this way you're going to have natural lighting. Natural lighting is going to be very, very helpful in stimulating vision. So let's say, for example, in your apartment or your home, there's a part of the house that gets an eastern type of sun. Well, early in the morning, that might really be a good place to position your child's crib or your child's bed. That might be the part of the house because when the sun comes up in the morning and the baby is up, the baby's going to get that kind of vision stimulation. You could also then go ahead and think about ways to increase the overall lighting within that room. Many times there's homes that have very, very dark walls. They might be made of paneling where there's dark mahogany paneling. Or some people, they do the things that they see on the Learning Channel TV show and they paint the walls of their home a dark chocolate brown or they might be a dark olive green. And even though those are trendy, unfortunately those types of colors absorb the light so the room is often going to be too dark for most children who have low vision so one way that you can do things is you can go ahead and consider painting that room of your child it's often recommended that you're going to paint it an off-white color something like a latex type of a paint and the reason that latex is helpful is because it just kind of wipes up with a sponge and water very easily if you're going to use semi-gloss or flat paint, those are the two that are not going to cause too much glare. And what I have recently been doing for some of my patients, I've actually been talking to different painters. These are painters in the community, many of them who paint apartments, and I have been able to get them to donate a lot of leftover paint. They usually are buying it in these, you know, very, very large five-gallon buckets, and they often don't use all of it. And so even just a very slight amount, you know, a half a gallon is enough to really spread it into a corner of the room to increase that type of brightness of the room. 
Now, in some cases, you might say, "Well, you know what? I really like the way that the, my house is painted. We just painted it this green color, but I do want to do what's best for my child. Is there something else that I can do?" Well, another type of thing that you can do is you could actually use cardboard. Many times, if you go to places such as Best Buy or Sears, they often are going to install、uh, refrigerators and televisions and things. And they have these very large cardboard boxes. So another way that you can increase the brightness in that area is near the corner where your child is going to have his or her crib, or if you're going to place a child in a car seat or a bouncer. Well, you could just go ahead and get these large cardboard strips and then put them on the corner. You can use a little bit of Velcro, and you can use double stick tape, and then these particular types of cardboard strips are going to stay. Very, very securely on the wall. Now, once you have this, this is going to really increase the brightness. And at that point, you can work with your baby in that corner. You could put different types of stickers to make a high contrast type of pattern. You could make different types of mobiles. You could do all sorts of other things to actually stimulate the visual areas of the brain. Now, another way that you could also increase the brightness is to also consider what's going on with the floor. Sometimes the floors might have a very dark carpeting, and so you can get sheets and just place a white sheet or even a gray sheet on the floor, and that's also going to increase that type of brightness. What we find is that many times, if a pattern carpet is is on the floor, sometimes it's very difficult for the child to see the toys or other things that he or she is going to look for. So sometimes, just a evenly colored surface is going to be best for those types of things that are on the floor. Now, in the home, you might also consider ways that you can increase just the overall lighting. Now, light fixtures sometimes they could be very, very expensive, where you could have them customized and installed in the ceiling. But overall, you really don't need to do that. In many situations, you can go to different types of garage sales, and you'll find lamps and things very affordable. But one of the ways that we really like to increase the overall lighting in a child's room. Let's say, for example, that it's a rainy, overcast day, or it's in the late afternoon or at night where it's a bit dark. Well, there are what are called floor lamps that are a torchier lamp, and these are often called a pole lamp. And what happens is that on the base there's a weighted base that's about a diameter. It's like a disc that's about 12 inches, and then in the center of that disc there's a pole that's usually about an inch in diameter. And it goes all the way up to about six feet, and on the very top of this pole, there's like an upside-down umbrella-looking shape. It's a lampshade, and the nice thing about that is that all the light is then going to be bounced upward towards the ceiling, and it will reflect downward to illuminate the entire room where your baby is playing and looking at things. And this is very good because it does not cause glare. The main source of glare is if a child could see a light bulb directly, and if we put ourselves in the position of a child who's lying on the crib, looking at the ceiling, we might notice that there's going to be a light fixture up on the ceiling, and many times these ceiling fixtures don't even have a lamp shade. So the child might look at that light bulb, and what that does is it actually is going to bleach the eye, or it's going to cause the child to see spots and almost blind them for short periods of time. 
So this is why the main factor when you're trying to increase the lighting is that you don't want the light bulb to be directly visible by the child and that you want a lamp shade to cover that particular type of light. Now the next thing is that when you're thinking about how can you also modify your home for different types of activities. Let's say for example that you're just about to wake up the baby. Well when you're waking up the baby you could immediately begin to do your visual stimulation there. If the room is again going to be facing the east side or getting some good morning sun then you could go ahead and get a high contrast type of a t-shirt. Maybe when you're selecting clothes, you might get t-shirts that are going to be red and white stripes or black and white stripes or could be polka dots. And these types of patterns are going to be very stimulating to the brain. Before you go ahead and put that on your, your baby, go ahead and move the t-shirt from side to side and to let your child track it. You might even just drop it on his or her face and play a little peekaboo. So this is a way that the brain develops a concept called object permanence. Many times for young babies, they don't realize that just because you don't see it, that something could still be there. So by playing these games peekaboo, children often really like that, and that's why they're often giggling when you're doing those types of games. Then, as you take the baby out of the crib, there's other types of things that you might then consider. When we had talked about that we might have the cardboard that's on the corner of the wall, well, you could often find different types of stickers, or if you're artistic, you could draw different types of patterns. You could use different types of colored electrical tape and make a grid pattern. If the stripes are about uh, three-quarters of an inch wide, you could make different grids or you could have pictures of Barney or whatever it is that you want to do and just present those right in front of your child. Hold your child right at that corner region of the room so that he can look at those pictures and that will stimulate the vision. The next thing is that we could then go and take the baby into the bathroom and we want to stimulate the child's vision as we're going to go ahead and wash the face or such. In that case, a really very easy thing to do is to go ahead and to play again, peekaboo as he or she looks at the mirror. You want to put his face at the mirror just about at arm's distance and then you want to go ahead and turn away and then turn back so that he can see himself in the mirror again. A mirror is a very, very easy way to stimulate that type of vision. In the bathroom, you might find that there's certain times, again, that it's a little bit dark, or maybe it's a little bit dim in there, and another good idea is to ask these painters if they have any kind of spare paint, because many times they just throw it away, and, you know, there's a fee that they have to pay as they're trying to dispose a lot of these kinds of chemicals and things. Many times we, we have a, a Dunn Edwards paint shop over here in the San Fernando Valley and they have been very, very nice to even donate uh, you know, quarts of paint for a lot of our patients when we've asked. So that's another really good thing. Now, when you get over there to other regions of the kitchen, if you're going to go ahead and feed the baby, there's some very easy ways that you can stimulate the vision. When you're going to feed the baby the bottle, you can use high contrast electrical tape. If you have white milk that's heated up in the bottle, you could use red tape and spiral it. This is something that's going to be very, very stimulating. If your child is old enough to eat, you could also modify the way that they are going to be able to see the food in the dining area or in the kitchen. 
one thing that's also kind of nice is even at the 99 cent store you could often find different types of placemats and these placemats are going to be very very colorful and have contrasts it's going to be good to keep different types of placemats so that depending on what kind of plate or bowl you're going to be using the child could see it so let's say for example that you're going to go ahead and feed your child some oatmeal or other types of cereals that are very light in color well it could be very helpful to put it in a dark bowl and then that dark bowl you want to put it on a very light colored placemat for some of our patients what they've even done is that these bowls you know for children aren't very big so they've even used page protectors you can get sheet page protectors and you could have one where you put a white piece of paper in the page protector and on the other side you could put a black piece of paper so you have a double-sided type of a little placemat so they could basically find what's around them now it's not as large as a typical placemat but this size is going to work very well because most children they really are going to be using that central vision within the 40 degrees so that works out really really nice now after feeding the baby then you want to go ahead and by this time often the morning sun's in a different part of the room and this is what we'll call the morning workout vision and in this particular environment we want to find a part of the room that is going to have the good type of illumination now there's some really good types of stimulation toys that you could make for example you can actually make something that we use very very often especially for children who have neurological vision impairment and what that is is we make a high contrast drum now with this type of a high contrast drum we actually will use black electrical tape and then we put it on white paper and then we space it so we have black and white and black and white and actually I know that Sue and Caroline and Julie and all the others at the Braille Institute they have photocopied these and made these so that they can give them to you now with you have this type of a pattern there's a few things that you could do you can actually wrap these and tape these around a Pringles can and when you have this Pringles can you could put a little stick and a dowel underneath there and you could then spin it because the spinning of an object is very very stimulating to the child who has neurological vision impairment you could also make these same types of things by using lint rollers when you go to the dry cleaners you might find a lint roller and they often charge you about three dollars for these things but you can go ahead and you can attach these high contrast stripes on there and if you spin them in front of your child's eyes if you slowly spin it and you move it from the right side to the left side and up and down they begin to track and follow it another good kind of an activity that you can do in that room that has that nice morning sun is you could go ahead and just simply place your child on the car seat and at this incline one of the things that you can do is you could use PVC pipe and this is the type of pipe that many gardeners will use to put in your sprinklers and they have these joint fixtures that are very very easy to put it together I know Caroline from Braille Institute she's very creative at this but you could make some really very very nice mobiles and the way that you could make these mobiles are a couple of ways you might just go to the 99 cent store and you know maybe even now they might even have some old Christmas wrapping paper but you could use wrapping paper and go ahead and put it on a, a paper plate 
so you could just glue it onto a paper plate or tape it or whatever you want punch a hole in it tie a string around it and then you can attach it to the pipe and now you have these really nice high contrast mobiles you don't have to spend thirty forty dollars on it but you can make one for probably under five dollars another thing that you will put on the mobile rack you can use old CDs maybe you have some old CDs that you tried to burn on your computer and it didn't come out right or you have some old music that you just don't even like but you could go ahead and make some mobiles and as these things spin it'll give your baby the chance to reach and grab it and touch it and as it moves and spins it stimulates the vision and in this way the child develops eye-hand coordination also learns to be able to track and to follow and it's also very very stimulating another thing that you could also consider doing which is kind of an easy thing if you happen to have a ceiling fan is that in many dens there's a ceiling fan and we often will say go ahead and use that high contrast or really bright type of pattern say that it's polka dotted or striped and you could just go ahead and just scotch tape those to the ceiling fan and then turn that ceiling fan on slow speed when the child sees that spinning like that they're gonna follow it and as they're lying on their back it's gonna go ahead and stimulate their vision very very nicely for your child who is at the stage where he or she is beginning to sit then there's other types of things that you can do as well you can go ahead and use a couple of pillows and prop the child up so he could sit and try to work on balance a little bit or even lean him or her up against the couch and in that way you want to go ahead and start to use the high contrast spinning drums and you might use different colors you might use different widths of stripes you can use all of these different things and spin it and encourage the baby to reach and grab for it once you notice that he or she is grabbing for it at the midline with both hands we're now at a point that he or she is using vision to reach and that is a very very important type of thing to do at that point it's also nice to use other kinds of very affordable toys you could go to Toys R Us and you could get these little pom-poms. You could buy pom-poms for, you know, under $10, and they're often very, very shiny. You can go to birthday parties, or, you know, you could be cheap like me and go to those birthday parties that are at the park, and when everybody goes, take the balloons that they left behind. And I honestly do that. I take those high-contrast Mylar balloons and I bring them to my office, and we will use those types of balloons because they're very stimulating. They also are very crinkly and they make a lot of noises so the child develops that kind of sense of texture and touch. So you could use those types of balloons and go ahead and position it so that your child could go ahead and tap it. And it's almost like a punching bag. You want to encourage them to tap it, watch it go away from them, and watch it come back. You could also go ahead and encourage the development of crawling with children. When children are at a position where they're able to sustain their body weight on their elbows in the crawling position, another thing that we do is we go ahead and we use 2-liter Pepsi bottles and we'll put our high contrast patterns. Then what we'll do is that we'll open up the lid and, you know, obviously we wash it out, but we'll put things inside there. We might put different types of coins in there. We'll put bells in there. We'll put pinto beans in there. We'll put rice, all these different things that make noises, and then we tighten the screw, the lid on, very, very tight so it won't get loose. 
but then we'll roll it away from the child, and this is a way that the child will then begin to crawl and start to move towards things. We could then start to place other types of high-contrast toys on a gray sheet. And I have found, you know, sheets and things like that that are actually still in packages at different types of garage sales. So you could go ahead and go to some of these garage sales and you might find these things for 50 cents or at a very, very affordable price. Now, once your child is actually at that position where he or she is crawling or maybe even cruising, you want to increase the contrast within the home. This could be done very easily, again, by using paint or you could be using different types of tape. And when the child is starting to stand and cruise or walk, you might go ahead and put a stripe that's right about the child's eye level. In this way, he or she will be able to see the wall. Without that type of stripe, everything just looks like you're in a slow blizzard. When I was losing my sight, I realized, my gosh, it's very difficult to walk in some of these homes that are just all white. You know, you see some houses where the floor is white, the carpet's white, the couch is white, the walls are white, and everything is so white that you really have a hard time seeing. So you might just use a little bit of 3-inch high contrast tape. They make them in different colors. A lot of painters will use that. And then they can have a better visibility to follow and track along the wall. For other kids, you might go ahead and do that to the baseboards. Now the baseboards are those pieces of wood or sometimes rubber that are along the edge of the wall right where the carpet comes to it. And this is something that you can use a contrasting color. So you might get just even a little bit of paint and you could paint that and in this way your child could see much more clearly when he or she is crawling. If you have a very, very fancy taste, you could also replace those types of floorboards and you could use a crown molding or different types of moldings, but that contrast would really make it much, much easier for your child to see when he or she is crawling and walking. Now, what about at nighttime? We talked about all these things in the daytime. Well, what about nighttime? Well, at nighttime, we again want to find a room that's going to be the most visually stimulating. If you find that your child really doesn't stay up very late, maybe their child only stays up till 7 or 8 o'clock and then goes to sleep, well, in those situations, you don't really need to do a whole new remodel to increase the lighting. But if your child does stay up late, then it is going to be worthwhile to maybe invest in the different types of lighting that we talked about. Or maybe the whole family will go inside one particular room and spend time watching TV or playing games. And in this room, that might be the room that we make it a little bit brighter. We might again paint the walls. We might get a couple of these different types of torchier floor lamps and then we might go ahead and put a very, very nice uh, gray sheet or a white sheet or even a, a area rug that you might be able to find that's going to be very bright so that the toys are going to be very contrasted on there. So overall, there's a lot of very, very easy types of affordable things that you could do to the home to, to make it much more visually stimulating. You can take all these different types of ideas and add to it. For example, it's very, very nice to go ahead and to use music. We know that music is very stimulating to the right side of the brain, and also the right side of the brain is where visual perception and processing occurs. So many studies have reported that the use of classical music, you know, Mozart, are things that are very, very stimulating to the brain.
At home, you could also experiment and use textures as well. You could use cold soda cans that you have inside the refrigerator and let your child go ahead and touch and reach for these. You can actually make different types of high contrast toys where your child can learn to stack things. And this is something that's very important for visual perception. For example, one of the things that we tell people to do is to use some of this type of high contrast paper and use it on these different types of milk containers. You could empty out the clean, you know, milk container and then you could tape this different type of stripe pattern over it and then tape the lid closed so then it is like a rectangular type of a block and make you know four or five of these so your child could then begin to stack these this type of stacking is very important for cognitive development for children who are a bit younger you might go ahead and just use different types of plastic sometimes you get plastic from all the flowers that you ladies receive for valentine's day and sometimes it might be clearish green plastic or clear white and you could use these and cut these out in a pattern and you could use colored tissue paper and put that up against your sliding glass window or something like that and it's going to look like stained glass you can use other types of things that you have at home you know Tony the Tiger on the Frosted Flakes box is really very visually stimulating so you could collect these from your friends and go ahead and put these on the floor and you suddenly can have something that's sort of like dominoes so the child could push Tony the Tiger down on one box and now you know all the other dominoes start to fall after so all these things that you normally buy every day in your life are things that truly are toys you could use pots and pans so your child is simply going to find out which lid is going to fit which pot. You could get Dixie cups and encourage your child to stack these cups up. You could go ahead and like I talked about the milk containers, well we could line up 10 milk containers and get a ball and they could do bowling inside the house where everything is going to be very very contrasted. And with all this high contrast it's again going to be very very stimulating. So overall, none of this has to be something that's very, very expensive, but with these types of ideas and some creativity, you can make your house very, very creative. Keep some music on inside the home. If you have cable TV, I'm certain you're going to have a channel that's going to have some classical music, and you could change it to other types of music. You might go ahead and use some different types of candles. Maybe in certain parts of the house, you're going to have different types of candles with different fragrances. All of these things are just so, so stimulating. And with all of this type of work, your child's going to have the best chance at, at developing to his or her fullest potential. So, um, are there any questions or are there any other types of suggestions? I know we have some very creative people here on this call with us tonight who might want to add some other things. Are there any other comments or questions? Wow, that's great. So to go to www.brailleinstitute.org and click the link Child Services to, to actually download some of these patterns and get the instructions on how to make some of these uh, visual stimulating toys. That's great. Yeah, the question is, when we talk about using cardboard that's going to be on the wall, the main advantage of that is that many people, they might not want to actually paint the room or they may not want to change the colors of what they've already done or maybe they're renting and they don't you know have the permission from the landlord to paint 
so you can actually find some very very large pieces of cardboard that could then be placed on the corner of the wall and I like to either have it to be some of the white types of cardboard and it might be uh, five feet wide so if we put that in the corner then we suddenly have a small little room or corner of the room that's going to be very very bright because when the ceiling light or the sunlight from the windows comes and hits the white cardboard it's going to actually increase the illumination which makes it much easier for the child to see now to make it stimulating so it's just not a white board some of the things that we could do is we could put different kinds of stickers and high contrast pictures and when we pin the or glue or velcro those things there it's going to be something that the child could look at another really nice type of idea is that sometimes you could go to a fabric shop and you could buy felt and felt comes in different colors but let's say for example that you do find a black piece of felt now one thing that you might do is you could get a different piece of cardboard and you can then attach and tape the felt on top of this cardboard and then you could get different types of white felt of different shapes so we might make a circle we might make a square we might make a rectangle and this felt it actually will stick onto the other piece of felt that's on the cardboard so with this the child will then reach for it and grab it developing the eye hand coordination it helps the child to then start to learn the names of shape we could then teach the child to place them back on the felt board in a left to right pattern which is good for tracking and reading so you could use these different types of cardboards in different types of ways and by having uh, the felt on it it also gives you a little bit more versatility to work on some other kinds of developmental skills okay does anybody else have any other types of questions or comments or other things that you'd like to add to it wow that's really a, a very great idea there what uh, Caroline was talking about is how she's been able to use the two-liter Pepsi and coca-cola bottles and t taking off the label or also using the tennis can uh, and when you use a tennis ball can these are usually a clear plastic cylinder and when you take out the label she's putting ribbons and different types of bells and I know that Caroline in the past has used these kitten balls they're a very glittery type of a, a plastic ball that kids can grab and they also work very good you could use a flashlight and illuminate these balls by just putting the kitten ball right on top of the flashlight and it glows very very nicely in a dark room that also reminds me that using just flashlights in the home for vision stimulation is also something that's very very helpful by using flashlights and we could use a colored acetate that you can find at the different types of gift wrapping stores then you can have a red light and a green light and these are things that are very stimulating with that we can go back to our corner where we do have the white cardboard in the corner and we could flash the light here onto these uh, cardboard corners and then it's going to be a very very stimulating type of pattern for the kids then to look at and to follow so those are all really really good activities okay does anybody else have any other questions okay so well I thank all of you for tuning in tonight and again this is something that we will be putting on the Braille Institute website and you can find that at www.brailleinstitute.org or you could also go to Airs LA and that's www.airsla